You know how in a relationship, when someone breaks your trust, it takes a while to get it back? Well, we're not back to 100% trust, but the Yankees have started repairing the damage. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and with me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, Stacey, and happy Monday to Locked On Everydayers and everybody watching and listening today. Of course, as you guys know on this show, we got a new series. So we got new bull predictions and, of course, a preview of this upcoming set, including tonight's game out in Detroit. It's Miners Monday, your favorite day of the week. We got to talk about a new catching prospect. Maybe not new, but maybe one that you haven't been paying attention to. A lot of Austin Wells chatter. There's another one that we need to talk about that's coming up in a little bit. First, Stacey. Look, trust is a tricky thing. And like we said, maybe we're not 100% there yet. We're not 100% there yet. When last week came around and the news was was coming about that Oswald Peraza and Everson Pereira were getting called up, I had a little bit of like PTSD flashback of, well, Peraza getting called up, does that mean he's going to play? Right. <laughs> and we had that same conversation when it concerned Anthony Volpe getting the opening day role, right? Getting the call up. We're going, is Volpe going to play? They said, yes, he played and he has yep. been playing. And I wasn't totally there yet. I was kind of, you know, boy cried wolf still when Boone said that Pereira and Peraza were going to play. Lo and behold, Stacy, they're playing. Yeah. Are, are you, I, I know you said that you, semi-trusted or at least minimally semi-trusted that that was going to happen but are you are you shocked to see that Peraza and Pereira are still playing yes I actually am um I'm glad that they didn't lie to us this time that's always a nice thing uh because I was really worried that it was going to be the same sort of situation that happened to Peraza last season um and so far I've been pleasantly surprised by how much they're playing everyone it's great yeah Peraza bats eighth and plays third on Friday bats eighth and starts it short on Saturday. Volpe got the night off. Uh, and then he batted eighth and played third on Sunday. Pereira ended up batting cleanup on Sunday. Uh, he mm -hmm. was batting seventh and playing left uh, on Friday and Saturday. Of course, played left field all weekend. But Pereira batting cleanup is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, we saw Oswaldo <laughs> Cabrera only play on Sunday. And then Volpe, of course, got the Saturday off. He, you know, is batting sixth on Friday and then batting fifth on Sunday. Overall numbers not great for these guys. Um, Volpe obviously did the best, ended up going three for seven, hit a big two run, a big homer, two RBIs, two walks um, throughout the set. But everybody else one for twenty three at that point, or three for twenty three. Beg your pardon. So the numbers aren't great, but we've been saying that for a while, Stacy. Uh, and I want to hold true with everything we say is, uh, you know, you got to give these guys time to, to get accustomed. Yeah, it's with any player that goes up a level, you have to adjust. And some players will do really well right away and then kind of fall off a little bit once they get into it, you know, because they kind of sometimes you have that burst of almost like energy, like you're so energized that you made it up to a new level and you're doing all this stuff and then you kind of fall off a little bit and then you work your way back up. And then for some people, it's it's not easy to go from AAA to the majors. I mean, that is quite a jump in level. So 
just give these kids time. I'm glad that they're letting them play and playing them as much as they are. I mean, Volpe didn't play for the first time pretty much all season. Like there were games that he didn't start, but they would put him in at some point. So I, I'm pretty sure Saturday was the first time he didn't play all year. So yeah, they're really sticking to their word for a change, which is very nice. And for the first time in a while, uh, it feels like at least on some level, and I don't want to go too far down this hole, but it feels like there is some sort of direction here. Yeah. They, they still, and probably will never say that the season is over, um, but they are, I guess, playing, I don't know how else to do it, how else to say it, but playing the way like it, that, that is the case by yeah. putting, I mean, Pereira would not be batting cleanup if the Yankees were trying to win today. You know what I mean? Right. Like that, that is not the case. So letting these guys play, I mean, Oswald's numbers have not been good uh, in the limited action he's had in the majors. Uh, as well, the Cabrera's obviously had a very down year. Um, so I'm curious to see how they keep using Cabrera, but I mean, I, it, it is good to see Peraza Pereira getting into the lineup consistently, uh, you know, in, in lieu of guys like Jake Bowers. Right. And this feels similar to 2016 when, you know, they kind of got A-Rod out, <laughs> brought the kids up. You had Gary Sanchez, you had Aaron Judge, you had Tyler Austin, and it was kind of like a new, like, oh, the baby bombers are here, this and that. And they haven't said it in the same way as they did in 2016, but this feels better to me. This feels like, as you said, there's some sort of direction here that they're going in. And, you know, things might be a little down for the Yankees, possibly just with these kids getting into it and playing and stuff. But I like the general direction they're going in, giving these kids these roles right now and getting them used to the majors. And, um, you know, they could be the future of the team if they don't deal them away at some point. So, yeah, I mean, you got to see, you got to figure it out. It's better to figure it out now than try to figure it out next season. It's better to figure it out right now. Mm -hmm. um, of course, Stacey, the Yankees did not perform well this weekend overall, ended up losing two of three. Sunday's game stung a bit, four and two-thirds from Rodone, uh, four hits, two earned, two walks, and seven strikeouts. His off-speed stuff was looking pretty good on Sunday. What a bizarre series of events in the first inning, uh, the throw from Higgy, the throw from Bader. And I, I, I'm going to jump on the soapbox really quick again, one more time. Oswald Peraza read that ball really weirdly, trying to field it to his left-hand side and that throw from center. Yeah. Look, I don't know if this would have made a difference, but all I'm saying is he could have used a couple of games at AAA at third base mm -hmm. for that angle. Just throw that yeah. out there. Just go throw that yeah. out there. Um, still don't understand that. Uh, the bad read from Glaber, that stung. Uh, that was a very, very weird ball, but very catchable at that point. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Higgy, DJ, Volpe go deep. Nice weekend for DJ. I was going to say, uh, let's give it up to DJ LeMahieu because yeah. he was the one bright spot the whole weekend. Like, he was just hitting the whole weekend, and he he was looking more like 2019 DJ LeMahieu and not looking lost at the plate. It was That was one good thing that happened. This Not one, but one of the good things that happened this weekend because there were there was some good in the series it's just overall you know results wise just yeah. didn't work out yeah there were some individual performances that were like okay cool um the hit batter stuff huh. none of them were purposeful like ian and no. ian he's not trying to Hamilton's not trying to hit someone in the head with a fastball. That's just not happening. Um, 
it's just as uh, Kevin Cash had said after the game, or did Kevin Cash say it, or did Bob Loren say it? The in the season series, the Rays had gotten hit by twelve pitches, and they got hit by four yeah. <laughs> this weekend, and the Yankees have only gotten hit by two. The whole so yes, the discrepancy is something. You know, I could see how maybe they're interpreting it as the Yankees just being brats because they're not doing well, but that's not it. It's just these guys are tired. The bullpen is tired and they're hitting people and they're giving up runs. And, you know, this we saw this. We saw this because if you have a bunch of starters who can't make it past the fifth or sixth inning, the bullpen's going to be tired by the end of August. And you're seeing the results of that. Uh, eight straight rubber game loss for the Yanks. They just cannot pull out a series win. That's been a tough one. Saturday, 3-0 shutout. Tyler Glass now continues to wreck the Yankees. He is the Yankee killer at this point. How about this, Stacey? I pulled up some numbers for him. Glass now last five starts against the Yankees since the 2020 season. 31 innings worked, just 12 hits, only five earned, 11 walks, and 36 strikeouts. Just st- Stupid video game numbers against the Yankees. Clark looked good. Six yeah. and two thirds got into the seventh. Six hits, three earn, uh, three runs, only one earned, and five Ks. I mean, to go toe to toe with Tyler Glass now, that is no joke. Yeah, that, I was so proud of Clark. I was like, oh, too bad your offense can't do anything for you because that was six and two thirds. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the Friday game, a 6-2-1, a 6-2 win, the only win of the weekend, of course. Uh, DJ, as we mentioned, had a nice game that night. Two homers in that one. Giancarlo with a two-run double. Glaber brings in a run with a double. And Garrett Cole, what a great bounce back. I mean, that is a massive bounce back. 11 Ks and seven and two-thirds. Not only is it a good bounce back, but his numbers against the Rays weren't great coming into this throughout the season. So for him to do that against them in Tropicana Field, I almost fell over. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And thank God the offense backed him up this time because if it was another wasted start for Cole, I would have been really mad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, last time against Boston, right? Six earned in four innings with seven hits allowed. Like that was one of his worst starts of the year, if not his worst start of the year. So to see him do that, let alone against another AL East foe, like that's massive. That's massive. I mean, he's, he's under three on that ERA now again. Uh, and, and, I'm going to say it right here. We've said it a couple of times, but I'm going to flat out say it. Garrett Cole's going to win the Cy Young this year. It's, it's There's no contest at this point. Yeah. He'd, he'd have he, to have a completely disgustingly bad September. Right. Let's not put that on to the <laughs> he, Well, he's not going to. He's not going no. to. It's Garrett Cole. Let's be yeah. real. He's going to win Cy Young. It's going to be his first. And uh, we're going to gush over it because he's incredible. Mm-hmm. I love watching this guy pitch every five days. It's awesome. Um let us know how you're feeling about uh, Peraza Pereira playing. Obviously, we know it's not a ton of sample size so far, just a week worth of Major League Baseball so far. So uh, let us know. Are you surprised that they're keeping to their word and actually letting them play? I want to know in the comment section down below while you're there. Of course, you can leave your questions for Fan Mail Friday. And if you want to skip that line, you can join our subtext. Of course, you also get one-on-one text conversations with Stacy and myself. You get roster moves, in-game info, and all info, info, info and a whole bunch of stuff uh there's a free 14 day for trial in the episode description all right guys you already know it's monday so it's miners monday we're going to step aside we have a whole bunch of information to get to for you guys when we come back this episode is brought to you by dave look we've all had times where money's been a little tight especially these days with the price of everything going up when it comes to those moments dave is there to help 
Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. So when you download Dave, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. There's no credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Dave is available on both Android and iOS and can really help you out if you're in a pinch or if you just need a little extra cash to tie you over until your next paycheck. Download Dave today at dave.com slash MLB. That's dave.com slash MLB. You can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. Again, no credit check or late fees. Download the Dave app now. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees do apply. Banking services are provided by Evolve, which is a member of the FDIC. Back here on Locked On Yankees. Hey, don't forget, Yankees versus Tigers tonight. Don't sleep on it. Detroit is playing good baseball right now. So you're going to want to listen to that on SiriusXM. Download the SiriusXM app today and to the everydayers out there. Coming up on tomorrow's show, look, Giancarlo Stanton opened up about his season struggles. we got to dissect what he said over the weekend. That's coming up on tomorrow's show. And uh, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss that. And we know, by the way, that 70 plus percent of people who watch our videos on YouTube are not subscribed. So make sure you hit subscribe and you can be a part of that tomorrow. Join over. What are we at? Three, four. How many? Three thousand? Yankees no, fans for, for, for? 4,100. We're about oh, yeah, 4,100. I'm stuck in the past. Yeah, over 4,100 <laughs> Yankees fans here on YouTube. Come join us over here on the video side. All right, guys, it's Miners Monday. You already know. And I said it earlier. Everybody's talking about Austin Wells. But there's a Yankees catching prospect that you haven't been talking enough about. And we're here to do it today. His name is Ben Rice. Ben Rice, the number 23 prospect in the Yankees system. Is going off. He's just going off right now, and he has been for a while. So get this. Remember, Austin Wells was called up to Scranton Wilkes-Barre on July 21st. Since then, Ben Rice has taken over the lead catching role with the Somerset Patriots, batting 325 in that span, 34 RBIs in 30 games. He's gone deep 12 times. He's 40 for 123. He is swinging it like crazy showed off in a big way this past week for the Patriots who are on another level right now. Grand slam walk off on Tuesday night in the 10th inning. It was a one, nothing ball game finished four to one crushed one down the right field line, hit a game tying Homer in an eventual loss on Wednesday night, I hit a solo shot. Oh, and I didn't even mention this Stacy left-handed, oh. a left handed batter who can swing it. Sing to the heavens, folks. Um, it's been it's been great to watch that Ben Rice is, is filling this role. He's a guy that has kind of been in the shadow of Austin Wells, right? And when we're talking about catching prospects, there was a little bit of news. We're actually going to talk about this more in depth later on in the week, so make sure to hit subscribe for this as well. But we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Austin Wells potentially playing some first base here moving forward throughout the season. The Yankees were talking about that. Ben Rice also plays some first base. So we're going to talk about a, a little bit later on here in the Miners Monday segment, too, about another kind of utility guy. But just something we, we like to do here on Miners Monday is point things out that you're not noticing is going on. These small little moves like, hey, look, this is a guy who plays first and catches. Hey, 
here's maybe the next Oswaldo Cabrera who's playing multiple positions, like that type of thing uh, we like doing here on the show as well. And it wouldn't be a Miners Monday segment if I didn't talk about Somerset pitching. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a gun to my head if you're watching or if you're listening. Uh, Chase Hampton, Drew Thorpe, Richard Fitz against Hartford this week. How about this? Chase Hampton, five shutout innings, four hits, a walk, and six Ks. Drew Thorpe, again, six and a third, two hits, one run, a walk, and nine strikeouts. Richard Fitz, friend of the show, six shutout innings, five hits, two walks, four strikeouts. Combine those guys, 13, scratch it, was it 17 and mm -hmm. a third innings of work, one run baseball with 19 strikeouts. <laughs> oh to have the somerset pitching staff in your back pocket <laughs> the patriots by the way after sunday's win have the sixth best record in minor league baseball they are 72 and 47 it is a banner season for the somerset patriots quite literally already won the first half championship and speaking of winning half championships the scranton wilkesbury rail riders are coming for one right now mm. the rail riders are smoking red hot. They walked off twice this week and won six of seven against Lehigh Valley. They jump over them in the second half standings. They are 12 and four since August 11th. They have squeaked all the way to the top and are only two games back of first place. And how about this? On Saturday night, three straight bombs in the first inning. Jamie Westbrook hits a grand slam. Jake Lamb hits a solo shot. Michael Hermosillo hits a solo shot all in the first inning. The Rail Riders are playing smoking hot baseball right now. And I've already said it before. I said it last week, Stacy. Download the Bally Sports Live app because you can watch that stuff for free. And it's great. If you are looking for good Yankee baseball, you have some <laughs> really good opportunities right now. Watch the Patriots, watch the Rail Riders. Rail Riders are hot. I mean, hot. And their seasons are coming to a close, so it's really exciting. I mean, I know a lot of people are talking about this AL West run right now with the Mariners and stuff, but keep a, keep an eye on the International League because like, there's some really good baseball being played uh, in scranton Wilkesbury right now. So definitely check that out if you can. And one more thing, Stacey. It wouldn't be a Miners Monday if I didn't talk about an unranked guy. Here we are again. Here's <laughs> a prospect you have not heard of. His name is Jesus Rodriguez. He's with the Hudson Valley Renegades. He was called up from the Tarpons back on August 6th. And get this with Hudson Valley. Slash line, 345, 451, 483. He's played 16 games, driven in 11. He has walked 10 times. And in those 16 games, Stacy. Eight of those games, he's had either two or three hits. Wow. And I mentioned, hey, is this the next as Walter Cabrera? Get this. This season, he's played four different positions. He's caught, he's played third, he's played left, and he's played first. That's impressive. It's Those are catch and first, okay. Third and left. Not typical positions that all kind of mix into each other unless you're really trying to go for a, an everyday role player kind of guy. Right. And he uh, and he spoke about it uh, this week with the Hudson Valley media staff. And he's like, yeah, man, I just love to play. I just want to play and I want to be in the lineup wherever they put me. I will go. Sound familiar? Does that sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that. I love the mentality. And uh, it's great to see him have success. He had pretty decent success as well with Tampa. So it's good to see him up. 
and uh, and playing well with Hudson Valley. And I wanted to throw one more quick thing in here about the Hudson Valley Renegades. Ben Cowles. We don't talk about Ben Cowles. Well, maybe you don't, but we do here on this show. Franchise record, 38 game on base streak right now. He is uh, just getting on base right now. He broke it over the weekend, I believe, uh, and extended it on Sunday. So 38 game on base streak right now for Ben Cowles. Pretty cool, man. I mean, it was another great week. Another great week. Rail Riders are hot. Patriots are hot. Hudson Valley's got some good guys as well. They had a tough battle this week. They're playing well, too. So it's exciting. Uh, only a couple weeks left of minor league baseball, and uh, which means there's only a couple weeks left of Miners Monday. So make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss all of the fun here on Locked on Yankees. Uh, we're going to step aside one more time. Of course, a new series with the Tigers is on deck. So we got our bold predictions when we come back. Want the chance to win more money with fewer picks? Head to Sleeper where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. I'm Stace Space 826, so connect with me over there. With Sleeper, predict the hottest baseball stats like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and much more to cash in on your daily fantasy baseball skills. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's that easy. Download Sleeper in your app store and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply, and you can see Sleeper's terms of use for details. It's currently operational in over 30 states, so check out Sleeper today. Back now on Locked On Yankees. The Yankees head to the Motor City tonight, Comerica Park. See Miggy one last time. Of course, you can catch it all on SiriusXM. Download the SiriusXM app today and listen to John and Susan. Stace, Monday night. Sevi. Hmm. Are you buying after his solid outing last time out? I'm feeling better going into this, but I need to see more than one just one solid outing. I'm I'm cautiously sort of optimistic. I won't say I'm totally optimistic, but there's a little you part of me. You find a is. lesser word than optimistic. You were searching for one. In <laughs> yeah, <your head. laughs> I was. My ADHD brain is like, nope, I'm not nope, giving you a word. No, nope, mm -mm. just optimistic. Hey, yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, Reese Olsen takes the ball. He has made like 15 appearances this season for the Tigers. The Yankees have not seen him. Uh, he's been a little bit out of the pen, mostly as a starter. He's pitching roughly lately. He's mm -hmm. had a couple of little stretches thus far for the Tigers. Uh, his strikeouts are still in good ranges so far. So Yankees tend to strike out a lot. So keep your eye on, on the strikeouts tonight. That's going <laughs> to be a bit of an issue uh, if we're just looking off of the, the recent numbers for Reese Olsen. But he has been hit around. So he, he's not, you know, unsusceptible. Now I can't find a word uh, to that. <laughs> uh, Michael King taking the ball on Tuesday, Stace, against Tariq Skubal. King starter two times in a row. Is this a thing? I think it is. And I think they'll stretch him out a little more if he does. Okay. Like he'll probably, I would assume maybe three if he, or if he pitches efficiently, maybe four. Yeah. Maybe. 
depends on the pitch count i would think right like it just depends yeah, on that's, how he that's does what they really worry about with him especially yeah because yeah, you know the injury history and stuff like that mm -hmm. um and it's been a while since he's really truly started every five days going out there so we'll see how that plays out uh cole pitches on wednesday again uh, it'll be his last start of August, which has been a very strong month for him. And uh, they haven't named starters for Detroit just yet as of this recording for Wednesday and Thursday. Clark Schmidt takes the ball. I mean, he's he's coming off. Of, obviously, we just mentioned a really, really good one against uh, the Rays. So, like, I, I don't I don't think this series against Detroit is out of the realm of possibility to take at least two of four here. Um We'll obviously have to see how Wednesday and Thursday line up, but I mean, are you feeling at least? I mean, they they, they ran with Detroit or with sorry with uh, with Tampa save uh, the Glass now outing, right? Like they ran with them. Yeah, um, I'm feeling a little better coming into this one. I, I just don't like that it's a four game series, but what are you gonna do? Um, yeah, I'm feeling a little better about it because, as you said, Sunday's game was winnable. A lot of dumb things happened. Uh, yeah, and. It's just the way the season's going for the Yankees. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Need I remind you, Stacey, oh, that no. the Tigers are playing good baseball. Mm. Sound a little Nationals-y. Uh, yeah. <laughs> heading into that series, you're going, uh-oh, a team is starting to surge. Uh, watch out for Spencer Torkelson right now. He's oh, yeah. He's on fire. Watch out for a guy that... I watched last season in the International League, and the second I saw him, I went, uh-oh, this guy's going to be trouble. Kerry Carpenter, this dude. So I think this is a problem. I, I, I tune into Tigers games every now and then. My girlfriend's from Detroit, so I'll watch a little bit of Tigers baseball every now and then. Uh, and obviously, they're American League, so I see him every now and then. Every time I flip on a Tigers game, Kerry Carpenter does something. So maybe I need to not watch... <laughs> any of these four games because if Kerry Carpenter does stuff in this series you could put that on me yeah. uh but Kerry Carpenter is going to Kerry Carpenter to uh not Tariq Skubal uh Spencer Torkelson is going to Spencer Torkelson and again it's gonna be the last time we see Mickey which is which is cool uh yeah. but all in all Stacey need I remind you this you do currently hold a two-point lead in the mm. bold predictions scoreboard, you lead four to two over me. Stacy, do you have bold predictions for the series in Detroit? Yankees win three out of four. Woo! <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> do we do we keep this track of Stacy's positive? I'm negative. Do we keep in <laughs> and yanging this? I don't know why I said that, but I was like, that's pretty bold because with the way they've been playing and not winning any series lately, that's really bold to even think that they're going to win more than two in this series. So, yeah, hmm. uh, I'm going to stick on the negative side because it worked out well for the Yankees last time. I said they're going to get shut on two games. They never got shut on that series. That's true. They just didn't win it. <laughs> Carrie Carpenter. Goes deep twice, drives in minimum five in the four-game series. And everyone's going, who's Kerry Carpenter, Steve? Who are you talking about? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, man. Of course, now that I say that, Kerry Carpenter goes over 12. <laughs> Everyone will be thanking you at the end of the series if that yeah, happens. Yeah, like, I like these bold predictions from Steve. They're working out great for us. <laughs> Kerry Carpenter, two bombs. At least five driven in, in the series, four game set. We'll see. Don't forget to the Everydares, Tuesday, 
Giancarlo Stanton talked about his season, opened up a little bit, gave us a peek inside his brain. We're going to talk about that on tomorrow's show, so make sure to hit subscribe. And that's going to do it for today's Lockdown Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.